Welcome to the Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Versero here on the Michigan Business Network. And sometimes we work really, really hard to find guests that can join us, and their schedule matches our schedule, and it's just sometimes not easy. And one of the greatest accomplishments of my entire broadcast career has come in this interview because we finally were able to connect with a young man who uh, is doing great things. I can't wait to hear what he has to share. His name is Phil Sponsler. He's the president of Orbit Form. And Phil, I'm so glad you're here. So glad we could work out our schedules. Yes. You know, uh, COVID-19 really messed up a lot of things that we had going and stuff like that. And I think we were uh, months, quarters, and maybe even a year in trying to make this happen. So this is going to be fun. Yeah, it's been quite a ride. And of course, Phil, I'm just, again, I'm just so excited to, to hear from you because I think you have so much to offer. And as we were talking earlier, um, um, Phil is uh, from my home area, if you will. I grew up in Washtenaw County, and my folks were from Jackson County, a neighboring county right next door. And, and uh, of course, we had uh, Phil went to Lumen Christie High School down in Jackson, and I was over at Chelsea High School. We played played some football against each other a few times uh, in terms of our two schools. And so uh, it's fun to reach that far back. But I'm, I, before we get all that way, why don't we start, uh, Phil, with, with you telling us just the elevator speech, if you would, about what you do at Orbit Forum and, and uh, the kind of work that your organization does. Well, Orbit Forum is a really cool technical company that uh, designs and manufactures uh, forming and uh, assembly equipment for people that are putting stuff together. Um, We focus on uh, forming metal, so riveting, um, roller forming, things on those orders. And then we put a whole lot of uh, automation around that. So um, it's from the very simple stuff to the extremely complex. And so um, it's been, we've been in business since 1984, uh, created by, uh, Mike Shirky mm. and, uh, he's, uh, been and is the visionary of, uh, Orbit Form that, uh, has, uh, you know, helped us and guided us through all these years. I've been here since 2000 and next May I'm going to be retiring. Oh so. my goodness. How about that? Yeah, so that's kind of big news here. Uh, yeah. We've been working on my replacement for uh, two or three years, and we have an extremely uh, disciplined um, succession or bench strengthening process. And the next leader is going to be way, way, way better than me. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be left in great hands. I Well, I, I believe that a great leader leaves it in good hands. That right there is a signal that you've got it going on. And also, i got to tell you, Phil, as I as I look around at some of the information I was uh, reading up on you, if you will, um, man, you've got a lot to offer. And I'm so excited about having this conversation today. Uh, about uh, everything from cultural leadership to to laying down the track for success, and I can't wait to to dig deep into that with you. But before we get there, um, you just don't wake up one morning and go, you know, I think I'll be president. Um, you you got to pay your dues, and in doing that, uh, how how did that how that journey take you? Was it one part education, three parts hard work? What what were some of the the things that brought you to uh, your level of success in twenty years there at, at as uh, in your p- current position? Wow. Well, um, so my career uh, short story is, uh, you know, I was headed towards, uh, you know, my over to Western Michigan for to finish off my two years from Jackson Community College. Mm. And, you know, uh, my dad said, do you want to be a railroad engineer? So <laughs> I did that for three years. Oh my. And um, 
had three major events occur right, right in a row. So I got laid off from the railroad. I got married to Mary. Uh, like I said, my wife, 41 years. And I was in engineering school up at Michigan state. So got a great, uh, got into Aeroquip, uh, designed some really cool stuff that's still being sold today and got recognized. And I moved myself up the ladder, um, you know, in a team uh, type atmosphere. And uh, from there, I uh, got the, uh, Mike was interviewing me to be on the board of directors at the hospital. And he says, well, I don't want you to do that because I want to hire you. And so in 2000, he hired me as a general manager. 2008, he started his political career and and, uh, made me president then. And and uh, we've been in place ever since. Wow, that's really cool. You know, and, and like I said, you know, those things don't always happen. Sometimes there's, there's a grander plan that's working its way through the system until all of a sudden you go, wow, I think that's where I'm supposed to be. And, of course, after all that time uh, there in your organization, you've, you've spent some time uh, and have had some success. And, and one of the things that, that I guess I, I, I think is important, you talked about succession. I want to make sure we don't go past that too far. Um, but I want to, I want to talk about uh, what you inherited. Um, you came uh, somebody that feels like they handpicked you, and you, you stepped into something um, uh, pretty big. I don't have a lot of time left in this segment, but, but give us some thoughts about what that was like to be kind of handpicked and, and, uh, and to be uh, given such responsibility. Well, Mike is awesome. Um, he ended up um, uh, saying we want to run the business in a perpetual manner, hmm. and we wanted to create security for our employees and for the business. And once you have that as an overarching guiding purpose, all of a sudden it really helps you to be able to make decisions mm-hmm. on what's important and what isn't. You know, I got to tell you, Phil, that's, it, it's so exciting to hear you say that. It's 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 your true north. Uh, I own a company called North Star Inspiration, and part of what I talk about is always finding your true north because it, it allows you to go more direct, straight to the success level that you're looking for. I can't Absolutely. wait to hear more about what you're going to share with us today. Phil, so glad that you stuck with our effort to get you here on the show. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. You found the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verstro, and with me today I have the president of Orbit Forum. He is Phil Sponsler. And Phil, uh, in our last segment, we talked a little bit about having uh, in, uh, inherited, um, if you will, a bit of a directive, of clarity of purpose. And I think that, that uh, that's a real powerful thing um, when you're not picking up the pieces and you're not trying to figure out who you are, what you want to be, but you have this clarity. So tell me a little bit about that launch uh, when you when you became um, into your current position and, and what that felt like. Yeah. So, you know, when I came in 2000, there was already team. It was, you know, family, you know, type environment. Yep. And 
just extremely highly skilled employees and stuff. And so the charter was, the mission was, is, you know, what levels could we take the company to? So over Christmas, my my actual first Christmas when I was an employee of Oil Reform, I took some time out to reflect on what are the threats to the business? Hmm. What could hurt us and what aren't we prepared for? And so out of that came the um, bench strengthening uh, tool that we still use today. And there were 17 items on it. And it went all the way from things like a person that he was the only person that did that job and was very critical. So, you know, if if that person became ill or something happened to him, that would be a threat to the business. Yes. Another one was, you know, if the place, companies don't really survive big fires. And so, you know, we went on a mission to make this, this uh, the whole plant, you know, extremely fireproof in that. So that was just, in the first year, we, we actually finished, uh, we got uh, 12 or 13 of those items in our back pocket where we said, okay, the countermeasures we put in place actually did that. Well, oh, wow. this year's, this year's in, in, in this, we go through all this time period where we're working on these thinking, this, uh, this type of thinking, this tool, and we've made orbit form uh, stronger with that. So this year we had north of 60 items. And a lot of them have to do with uh, growing individuals into new positions, growing them into getting new skill sets and things on that order so that they're ready or that they're just stronger for orbit form. And, of course, you know, I worked with my, we worked with our good friend uh, Mike Maddox at ASK along with our internal uh, um, IT department, and we worked hard at cybersecurity. So probably mm-hmm. seven years ago, eight years ago, um, we got hit with ransomware. We lost. Uh, we were ready. It was the same ransomware that hit uh, um, Board of Water and Light, and mm-hmm. um, we lost four hours of work. And the next day, we were back up and running. Just recently, I think within the last two years, we got hit again. We lost 15 minutes of work. <laughs> so that's the type of thing where you sit there and say, what's, what's that risk with the business or what can we do to strengthen the organization? And it goes all the way across people, processes, external and internal threats. And then you just sit there and say, okay, this is important to the company and everybody has their mission across the senior leadership to um, – to work on their areas to, to strengthen orbit form. So I think any what's really cool about this, Vic, is, is that it's so easy and simplistic yeah. that it kind of belies its sophistication. <laughs> so people could be doing this tomorrow with their companies and, um, you know, trend over time, make them make themselves more insulated and more um, secure. Phil, this is exciting. Let me, let me let me break into the process a little bit. So I'm going to back us up. I, that you just gave us a beautiful image of what the big picture is. Tell me about the process. You said 60 items. Were those 60 threats that you that you just you identified or issues that you wanted to address? Is that right? Well, some of them are threats, but most of them now have converted over into uh, growing personnel backgrounds and uh, making them stronger. Got so. It. You know, there's a 60 line item. So what that means is on an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, we have it where we look at it each month, how we're doing in a percent complete or how many. So let's just say something's really important. It has 300 points associated with it. Mm-hmm. Well, 
the person that's responsible for it says, well, you know, I, I should get 50 points for it because of this, and it makes their explanation. And then we march through it. And then also for um, our team, our senior leadership team, we sit there and say, well, we have to get these many points, and it's part of our bonus plan. So this is some real serious stuff for uh, the senior leadership at Orbit Forum to sit there and say, we're going, when we finish out the year, we're going to be stronger than what we started the year with. Right. Well, and let me ask you this, if I could. Um, uh, I want to make sure I understand the people that are at the table. So when you're identifying these elements or these opportunities for improvements or whatever those things are, um, can you, who sets at that table with you? This isn't you sitting in a, in, a, in a rocking chair on your back porch drawing these up. Are you work with your senior team? Well, we have seven uh, uh, senior leaders at Orbit Forum, and five of us are at the organizational strengthening um, mission Got process it. so okay. um you know and we're we're um we're all committed yeah. you know to to making that happen and in our and you do you find that in that meeting is there ever uh, do you reach out to other levels uh, uh lower levels or, or people that are not at the senior t- table um to ask them for their thoughts is that ever is that ever part of this equation it's a it boils up from um the uh mid-level leaders uh, along with the senior leadership so Mm. senior leadership talks with mid-level leaders or frontline leaders of the process and there's a discussion that goes on and that's where that's where a lot of the gems come from things that we're not that might not be on our radar but on a frontline basis it is well i gotta tell you then there's the strategic so real perfect cases is that you know we needed to do um we needed to do uh, um, uh, grinding internal to orbit for them because yeah. of lead time. Not so much cost, but lead time. And we needed to do heat treat inside orbit for them. And it wasn't, you know, a big cost reduction, but it was a speed element. And so that was investments in the business to make the place better for our customers based on lead time. Clearly, there's so many challenges coming at business today and so many different things, but man, I'm so excited to hear you unpack some of these issues of what makes Orbit Forum such a great organization and what makes you such a great leader, Phil. So glad Phil Sponsler is with us here today on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back. like to travel for fun and excitement craving a relaxing getaway no matter where you want to go or what you want to do you can trust dean trailways to get you there our luxury motor coach lets you relax while you travel no traffic to worry about no parking fees no hassle are you looking for some sizzling excitement this fall let dean trailways bring on the heat and take you to Firekeepers, michigan's newest gaming hotspot. experience the thrills of the slots blackjack craps the live poker room and indulge in the world-class restaurants all while counting on dean to bring you home safely dean trailways of michigan travel smart This is the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero with the amazing Phil Sponsler, president of Orbit Forum, and I'm so grateful for his leadership and talent and what he's sharing today. I'm talking so fast, so I got more time for him because as we're uh, as I'm writing notes and taking notes here, I've noticed, Phil, that part of what you're talking about is it seems like never being satisfied with where you're at, looking for for ways to improve and to, and to fine-tune what you're actually doing. And in business, I just think that's kind of 
brilliant. Is there a, is there a process um, beyond this, uh, this challenging uh, process that you've created so far? How, do you have the discipline to keep that up all the time? How does this work? Yeah, so I'll, I'll say that Orbit Forum is a continuous improvement uh, environment. It's not really a program or anything like that, other than we've actually um, moved that into our EOS process uh, um, in that we use that to help drive the continuous improvement now. But the, its genesis was that um, we sat there and we looked at it and we go, okay, we, we have to just get better operationally. And so um, our machine shop we used to do 50% of our stuff was machined outside, and now we machine about 95% of our components that go into our machine on our footprint. Hmm. We used to do zero of our fabrications, and now we do close to 95 of our fabrications, tables, and stuff like that. We just made a big investment with Trump uh, Laser and um, brake that we just CNC brake that we just installed this year. So. There's just a plethoral amount of stuff that we've invested. So, you know, this is the deal. We invested, you know, to improve our processes and their folks. And so what happens in that environment is, is that, you know, the people that were here, all of a sudden you can do more with less. <clears throat> so, but what we did, Mike Shirky said, we're not going to lay off anybody. And I was in total agreement. We're not going to lay off anybody because we improved the process. Mm. And so that challenged us. That's why we pulled work in. And so then we got we got to a level where we sat there and go, what's what's next? And we you know we had some suppliers that were uh, giving us completed components and stuff like that, and they weren't very what very good. They didn't have a continue. They you know were strength you know lengthening their lead times and, and, and increasing the prices. We brought that process in. So just like we used to buy uh, fiberglass guards for our impact riveters. And now we fabricate all of those on site and our folks add that value versus a purchase component. You know, that just, that just kept pushing us towards. And then we came up against, we sat there and we just had probably about six, seven, 8,000 square feet of, uh, stains, gray iron for, um, our machines, you know, stuff that goes in there. And we went on a mission that was kill the casting. Mm. And, you know, um, castings are great. You know, we have a certain amount of castings that we still have. But there's, um, there's the uh, process where, you know, there's voids, there's tool draft, there's hard spots. You got to pay for the shipping. You got to buy in big quantities, all set up and stuff. Now, uh, we get our steel from uh, Alro across the street, 24 hours. We call it one day. We get it the next day. Uh-huh. We fabricate what used to be made out of a casting, and our folks are adding that value. Wow. So that's just another example of, um, you know, how we invest in the team and how we sit there and say, okay, what is the most value we can add per square foot from this building, from this team? And um, that all has its genesis in the security of the team yeah. and the security of orbit form. Well, great point. We have control of the processes. 
I, I love what happened there because because um, you know uh, improving and getting better, um, everyone seems to be rewarded. Um, you're getting you're having greater productivity, and you and you're not looking to hack the bottom line by throwing people out the door because you've bought a new piece of equipment that replaced what they were doing. Uh, exactly. I, I love this whole segment here, Phil. It's so good because you talk about gradual improvement or continuous improvement. There's an old word that I, that you're probably familiar with, but it's a Japanese word word called kaizen and what yeah. kaizen means is gradual non-ending improvement and of course that that means every single day we're going to find a way to get better and to get uh, get more uh, productivity and and just just all in all continue down the path that we're on so phil i'm, I'm almost out of time on this segment as i think about where you're headed and what's going on there I think one of the things that I heard you say is that you've got people leaning in um, to your organization that are working out in the plant and the factory uh, doing things because you've demonstrated to them over and over again that you're committed to them. And they then, I think, would probably be committed to OrbitForm uh, and, the, and the process that you're developing. So when we get back, I think we want to talk a little bit about culture because I know uh, the way you build culture and the way you build people down there has really been something uh, that Jackson and all of Michigan should be proud of. So thanks for joining us, Phil. We're glad you're here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. You found the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. Vic Versero is your humble servant trying to walk our way through the amazing Phil Sponsler's world as president of Orbit Forum, doing such a great job of helping us understand some of the ways that you've pressed that organization to the top and doing some really cool things. And one of the things that we mentioned in the last segment that, Phil, I wanted to talk to you about because I know it's in your heart, it's what you believe in, and it's what you're made of. It's the whole notion of building corporate culture. Um, I, I, I want to suggest to all of our listeners that every single organization has culture. Um, it may not be the one they want. It, has, it may not be the one that they intended to build, but it most certainly is the one they built. And so the question, I think, is, is, is it going the right way? And how on earth do you change culture? And are there any falls in terms of stepping into some landmines that may not uh, give you the outcomes you're looking for? So, Phil, I, I consider you a bit of a guru when we talk about uh, culture. And I'd love to let you see if you could kind of help us wind our way through that whole topic. Can you, can you help us get going? Sure. It's you know, it's not for the faint of heart, and it's there's no real magic bullet other than, you know, you have to have people that have it in their heart, you know, that they want to have a great culture. You have to have leaders in the business that that's important. I'll say that, uh, you know, intuitively we had that here, you know, with Mike Shirky and myself and, and our leadership, 
And so, you know, you start to try to wrap around that, how, how we got to where we got, because we, we had some real stickiness. We have ex- extremely great employees, and they're very technical and very skilled and gifted, and they choose to work at Orbit. When we're starting to do uh, interviews, and we, you know, everybody wants to interview somebody when they leave. Yeah. And we want to start to interview people and ask them, why do you stay? Uh-huh. And we're starting to get a nice common theme that's coming back because, you know, the way the place is. So that's a great thing for people to ask uh, their team is why do you stay um but here's you know we we read the book and and used it uh leading jesus's way by mark Dietering out of minnesota and that was really that was an enhancement to what we were doing then you throw on top of it patrick lencioni's um the five dysfunctions of a team you bet the idea that uh, there is an ideal player uh, ideal team player read that one and then also uh, The Advantage, which he just came out with. But his latest book, The Advantage, is all about organizational health and actually has a test in there that you can um, audit yourself and see where you're at on the scale of uh, a good culture. And um, there's um, a great book by Covey, which is um, uh, The Culture Code, which I would recommend for everybody to read. But, you know, the – and then – Lencioni just came out with a book, um, which was a fun one, which is The Motive. And it really just talks to owners and senior leadership of why do you do what you do? What's the logic or the reason behind it? Mm. So, you know, you have to have consistency. You have to be able to be the same person. You come in every day. And what happens is everybody kind of understands where the lanes are that we can play in. So, um, and the biggest thing is, is that people that don't fit in those lanes, all of a sudden they, they just stand out Mm, out and people want something done about it. And the EOS process, they call it the people analyzer. And that is you, you promote, hire and fire people by your values. And then you also have a secondary process was, do people get it? Do they want it? And are they um, capable? And then you just have the whole idea out of the ideal team player where, um, you know, are people humble, hungry, and smart? And smart is more associated with are they people smart? Mm -hmm. So this whole cauldron of um, continued uh, exploration and this continued process of wanting to get better is what drives the senior leadership at uh, at Orbit Forum. And we do. We want to get better. We know we can get better. And um, and it's, it's really, really, really important because we know, we see other companies that have bad cultures and, you know, just how miserable that team is and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, our hearts actually go out to them. Yeah. But, you know, we look at it and say, there's a better way. There's just a better way. 
Well, you've just really given us an awful lot of stuff, and I don't want to derail your thought process here, but man, there's a few things I wanted to, to pull back on. First of all, you inspired me with the number of books that you rattled off there, and so there's an old saying that we used to always talk about, uh, leaders are readers. And so tell me, in your senior team out there, um, when you read a book, do you read them together, if you will, and kind of have a book club event in terms of, of what are your takeaways as a team, or, or do you... Um, just do like you did with us, encourage us to, to pick up a book and read. How, how does that work in your culture? Well, we read and discuss. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're, I always get enough books for senior leadership, and then I can talk about our sales machine on our head of our business of how much we've actually put them through to follow the sales thought leaders and up their games and stuff and, and the dramatic results that they've been able to get. But no, it's not. It's not like a book club, but it is a read and discuss type process. Mm, yeah. So, so it is. And just... I, I typically sign each book and uh, give an encouraging note in the head end of the book or on the first few pages, and it just personalizes it and it makes it special for the person that's getting the book. Oh, I just love it. And I and of course, you know, we always talk about processes versus an event. An event is when somebody hands you the book. A process is is the uh, in-depth discussion that happens after the book's been read and how does any of that apply to us and where we're headed. So, man, Phil, I'm just so grateful for you today and I'm so grateful that you uh, took time out to be with us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We're going to be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown with Phil Sponsler, president of Orbit Forum. And of course, my ink pen is running dry and my hand's getting a cramp in it, Phil, from all the notes I'm taking. And it's really so exciting for me because I love being around leaders like you that are getting it done and in such big ways. And, I, and as I think about um, the, the huge levers that you've thrown in terms of putting in motion everything from culture and hiring the right people and, and looking for people that are that are humble and hungry and smart and all the different elements there. Uh, tell me, um, uh, you mentioned something in the last segment about marketing. I want to make sure I didn't go past that. You have another major direction that you've, you've offered up. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, it's a sales machine on the head end of the business. Um, we actually, on a scale of 1 to 10, coming out of the recession, we probably were in the, operating in the 3 or 4 on this internal scale that we have as far as our sales knowledge, our tactics and strategies. And we wanted to get better. And so it was like a, you know, one of those uh, gone with the wind Tara moments where she's grabbing that uh, red Georgia dirt and saying, you know, as God is my witness, I'll never be hungry again. When we came out of that uh, recession in 2010, we had that same, uh, pinnacle moment where we said, as God is our witness, we're never going to let that happen to us again. And so just some quick stats, how we changed. We we followed um, Justin Rothmarsh, the machine, which is uh, about uh, uh, a division of labor inside your sales department. You have to have people in front of the customer. Here's how to do that. And then we really followed uh, Jeb Blunt's book, which is called Fanatical Prospecting. So 
in 2011, we had um, 21 manufacturer reps and our internal sales folks. And we sat there and we had 300 face-to-face contacts. And the way we call them that is if they were put in the CRM. And so in 2016, because in 2014, we parted ways with 14 of our manufacturer reps. And we had seven that were totally aligned with us. Those 14 weren't bad bad people. They just, their business models didn't match ours. And so the combined amount that those seven in our sales force actually saw face-to-face contacts was um, 4,000 in 2016. So we also took a big step to fire customers that, weren't principled or that they were just uh, in a win-lose type situation. That hurt our business by about 40% in sales. But we re, Mike Shirky said, we're going to reinvest that time in um, in our uh, new products. And so we created uh, 30 or 40 new products over this time period. And some of them have been multi-million dollar um, products for us. All going back to what makes us more secure as a company. So here we are, we're grinding along. We created our, our own CRM. We wrote it internally, the program and stuff, and <laughs> really aligns with our business. We, uh, our sales folks that we have, we have five of them. Each one of them treats their territories like they're the CEO of that territory. And so we have highly engaged people, and they have a mission that they know that they, they need to feed the beast. And so um, that's been able to uh, double the size of Orbit Farm and improve our profitability. Mm. Wow. And, and I think what's really interesting to me, in, in, a, in a previous life, um, uh, managing and sitting at the corporate table, and I'll never forget some of the various objectives that were, that were brought into the table because each division had their own objectives, their own elements that were important to them. And, and a, a, a comment that, that kept repeating and I kept hammering home is, the, is one that somebody had taught me years ago is nothing happens till something gets sold. Yeah. And so we can have all kinds of great culture, great things going on and everything else. But if we're not a sales organization, ultimately hungry for the new and next best piece of business, then we're not going to keep the lights on for very long. And I just love what, what happens here. And is was, was any of that in terms of making uh, the sales machine the head of the business, was any of that a challenge for you in terms of, of trying to step forward and getting people to, to tune in and listen to what, what, uh, what you were trying to preach? Yes, it was extremely difficult. Um, you know, my background is engineering and operations and mm. stuff. And, we all know how those people feel about sales. You know? <laughs> but what my discovery was, when you sit there and you say, okay, we're going to engineer this to be a machine, my discovery was that we, you know, there's, there was a little bit of, um, you know, sales hate environment. And when mm-hmm. we changed that at Orbit Form, and you see it at places where, you know, sales is the hardest job there is in business. Yeah. It's the hardest. You, you really don't, you can't command the outcome. In right. operations, <laughs> you have control of everything. In engineering, you have control of everything. Oh, great point. And you can sit there and say a dollar in, and I expect a dollar twenty-five out or something like that. But 
you know, sales is the thing where you can work extremely hard. You've got to face rejection. Our sales meetings that we have that's run by Brian Wright is probably par excellence that uh, we role play in that process. We we learn how to callous ourselves against the word no. And um, we're way, way, way advanced uh, from a standpoint of, the current role playing that's going on with that business, oh. with our business. So, Phil, I, I just love that. I'm, I'm out of time on this segment, but man, that's so important. I, I've always said that salespeople are paid to the penny what they're worth. And I think that's what's so incredible. When you look at an organization that builds it right, they know where the, where the tip of the spear is and it's out there up front uh, where the sales are going on. Thanks so much uh, for tuning in. We've got one precious segment left here on the Leadership Lowdown. We're going to go right back after these messages. Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. This is the final segment right here on the Leadership Lowdown. I'm running out of time with Phil Sponsler and feel like I should spend about three or four, I don't know, weeks, months, whatever you'll give me, Phil, because I'm just loving the information you've shared. He's the president of Orbit Form. And Phil, earlier in the program, you mentioned that you're not going to be president forever and that you've got some uh, a horizon on the horizon, a retirement plan. Um, what struck me as so important is you've got it going on in your organization and have laid down an incredible track record of success. Um, I've always found in my career it's been easier to pick up where failures have left off um, because replacing a legend and somebody that has it going on, I always end up feeling like I come up short. Tell me about your succession plan. How are you going to position somebody uh, to pick up where you've uh, laid the uh, amazing track down? Well, when it became when it became apparent that you know I had a five year horizon, then. Um, you know, we thought about, okay, should we bring somebody in from the outside or should we grow somebody internally? Unfortunately, we had an internal, credible, informal leader that was here right underneath our nose, and we said, that's the guy. So we went on a, it's been probably three years now, on a mission of growing, training, exposing him to new things and stuff, and cultivating that whole process. And I'm actually going to be retiring a year earlier because the plan went faster than what we thought, which, you know, which is, uh, you know, awesome. So uh, we announced it uh, in May that I'm going to be retiring next May. And um, for the most part, um, that person is now, you know, doing a lot of the work that I used to do. And I'm working on a lot of strategic and organizational health and things on that order and some special projects and stuff. And Mike Cherky said it best is, is that he said, well, he's worked 20-plus uh, years night and day for Orbit Farm. He deserves a year to let go. So that's what I'm doing. And so now the decisions that I used to make and all that kind of stuff is being made by somebody else. And our next leader at Orbit Farm is so good that – 
when I leave the front door, they won't even hear the door close. <laughs> and, you know, I think that that was a promise or a commitment that I made to Mike. And, um, you know, I've, I think I've fulfilled that promise. And wow. so the business is in good hands. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, Phil. When when I when I think about this, um, did was there a title change? So when you brought in your obvious successor, and that became known that that person is there, you know, it, it's you, you you really can't have two. Uh, well, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I, it seems awkward to have two leaders. And yeah. so, did you move into? I heard you say strategically, you focused on that area and let him take over more of the day to day. Is that him or her take over that? So I. I- I've kept the title of president. Yeah. Um, he's now the vice president. Okay. And, you know, as soon as I walk out the door, you know, he'll get the moniker, the the president. Title. Gotcha. So I'm making decisions that are the major ones and um, involved in those. But also we're, we're dry running or practice running, um, you know, his thoughts and things on that order and making sure that it's aligned with uh, – all that we've worked hard here to produce or to make. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I just, I just think it's incredible when you think about when you think about making these changing of the guards. There's so many examples of whether it's a family business where the son takes over and they never quite uh, f- fill out the shadow of the of the original leader or whatever. But here's one thing that I that I I, I guess I'd like to get your your uh, te- your testimony to is um, when we think about what you're leaving behind, it feels like you you have processes. That in systems that are up and running that that doesn't need to be tinkered with, you, they're 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 the kind of things that are delivering some of the great results. Uh, is that the way you see it? Well, it's foundational, yeah. And so now you know, off of that foundation is going to springboard some greatness that you know is just we really you know look at ourselves strategically and things that we can be doing and. So, but we know that it's on a foundation of some real stability, yeah. strength, and, and um, um, moral compass. Well, and it, and it's so so incredible when you think about uh, about those kind of scenarios. Uh, it, let me let me just ask you this: when you think about people that have that have crafted and really helped Phil Sponsler be all that he can be in this organization, uh, any any names come to mind? People that have really made a difference in your world. Well, I, I love um, our structure that we have as far as senior leadership, all of them. It's, a, it's loyal descent. Everybody is, is, you know, they feel like they're running their business. And so there's nothing held back. You know, it's an open kimono-type mm. discussions and stuff. And the best thinking wins the day, not the one that sits in the big seat. <laughs> yeah. So that's... That's probably a big thing. Mike Shirky's been awesome. I had a, uh, a former leader at Aeroquip, which was uh, Roger Kramer, and he was very, uh, very inspirational, very good, good leader. And so, yeah, and then I'll have to say my family and my wife, yeah. Mary. Well, 41 uh, years is a awesome pretty, pretty big success. Uh, <laughs> during all of the things that we've done here. Yeah. Well, Phil, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I am I am blown away. I, uh, well worth the wait as long as it was to get you here on the show. And so grateful that you spent some time with us. Uh, thank you very much, sir. And uh, all the best in your well-deserved retirement. 
We have to wrap up because we're out of time. I think I'm going to schedule Phil for about 18 more shows, and we'll probably get to the bottom of what we've got to talk about. So, Phil, thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown and for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. So grateful you joined us. I'm Vic Verschereau. We'll talk to you next time.